Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Brady Shea is going to score a goal or I am actually going to lick a ranger. It's a lot harder to identify an angel. That's because that's the, the spiritual world. But it's oh. much easier to quantify the data of someone who's a warrior because they've seen war. But they're the just like, by the way, the dog's kind of dangerous. Here's, here's <laughs> your children, unsupervised children, here's some pennies. And I'm going to have the dog to roll. And the dog will roam free. Yeah. Best of luck. Remember to cover your neck and throat if you get knocked down. <laughs> and your carotid artery above all else. There's a predator who will have an instinct. Um, yeah. Hi. That's about as, uh, that's about as good of an opening as you're going to get out of me. My name is Joe Fortunato. I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Murphy. Michael? Hi. Hi. We don't really have much to talk about yeah, because no, things aren't happening. So it's been kind of a slow, uh, slow Rangers it, news week here. It, and it, I don't know if it's because of the Rangers' success previously, but it feels like August because that's normally when we have nothing to talk about. Yeah, not a damn thing has happened. But there's so much to happen. Um, don't be alarmed, ladies and gentlemen, when you notice our new logo designed by Casey Sudetic. Um, who did a great job. We have I'm pretty a new, sure you uh, got that right. I think I did. We have a new banner logo, a sharper bantering the blue shirts, and uh, she gave our uh, our other logo a little bit of an upgrade, wouldn't you say, Michael? Yeah. Well, I mean, I designed the old logo, so your words are hurtful. But yes, she did do a great job. You didn't design the old logo. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Do you actually think you did? It was part of like an espionation, unless you were like the guy who did the 300 logo designs. No, you goof. I took the logo oh, that they I'm, had for I'm Blue sorry. Shirt Banner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I modified it so that it's holding an old-timey yes, radio correct. microphone. Uh, I apologize. Mike did do the bantering the Blue Shirts logo, and I told him. Apologize. Was, I want you a better I, apology. I am, I am incredibly sorry. I was that's, wrong. That's um, I am bad. No, don't do that. You're a whale. That's that's my apology. Um, so I for, I remembered to ask people to ask us questions. Um, I guess before we get into any of that, there's a few very Lou Lamarillo, lo- very loose Rangers things going on out there. Yeah, Lou Lamarillo came in, cleaned house, fired Doug Waite, fired Garth Snow. Um, fired is an interesting word. He just basically was like, "Hey, you're not going to do the job that you were here to do anymore." Enjoy. It's bad news for the Rangers. Is, is, yeah, because uh, they were yeah. that was everything Snow did was amazing for the Rangers. Yeah, at Garth um, Snow at the helm made the Rangers a better team. Um, yeah, it was good. Just that did a was bad wonderful. job all the time. So maybe he'll continue doing it. Maybe he'll continue being. Maybe I mean, how good can Lou Lamarillo be? Let's be honest. He's he's seventy. He's seventy-five. He made the right decision here, but it's hard to give credit to him because it's kind of like Mike hires me to fix his house, and I I walk into the house, and the house is on fire, and I grab the fire extinguisher and I put out the fire. Um, I did the most obvious thing that needed fixing first, and that is exactly what Lamarillo did when he fired. Yeah, but you still have to reupholster everything. Well, of course, and, and now that's that's the question. Can Lamarillo do that well? you got to find out, figure out why the, my dryer in my apartment doesn't dry things. Um, you have that to, doesn't really sound like a landlord issue. That sounds like a you issue. you got to figure out why there's always ants, no matter what I do. Um... Mike, um, other bits of good news. Other news. We have four new patrons. We're oh one patron God. away from Glove news. Challenge. Hashtag Glove Challenge. Folks, we, we we're need still one of early, you. early in June, too. When? Yeah, we need one of you. We got, what, what is it, Joe? It is June 25 5th. days. We have 25 days to get wow. another for Hashtag Glove Challenge. So 
Yes, we're doing it in the middle of the summer. We're aware of that. Um, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That's my answer to that. <coughs> anyway, excuse me. Mike, there's uh, there's some chatter going around. Did you that just cough missed- on the podcast? I, I did. Are I'm you going to keep that I, in? Just, Are you not going to edit that I, out? No, I'm not editing it out. It's staying in there because I'm not <laughs> editing this out either. So now, instead of it being like a very brief disruption it's now disrupted like 14 seconds of the podcast um michael Ilya kovalchuk we think is a ranger right supposedly he wants to go to a winning team um and now there's some chatter that lou is going to try to bring him to the islanders i realize that's an oxymoron since he wants to go to a winning team but uh let me give you my theory Mm. i think the rangers have an agreement with kovalchuk already um, I think that the report going out, the Rangers panicked that there would be some collusion because it happened before Kovalchuk was technically a free agent. And the Rangers were like, ah, that's not true. And now Kovalchuk's side is putting out that, oh, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. He wants to go to a winner. But in reality, he's already signed with the Rangers. What do you think, Mike? I'm not big on the conspiracy stuff, but what you, you said is, bitch. is exactly what I believe is the case. Where well, That's a goddamn conspiracy. This is all just kind of like lip service at this point. I feel Smoking like mirrors, yeah. it's kind of a done deal. Um, I don't know. I, I nothing is you know nothing is done until it's done on July first. But I I highly doubt Kovalchuk would be more intrigued by the Islanders than the Rangers. Yeah, I, why? If you're gonna go down that road, why? Why would you go to the Islanders unless he like owes Lamarillo because of the deal that he signed with the Devils, where he made yeah, all that money and then left for Russia to make more money after he got paid most of the money on his big money contract? I don't know. Do you? Maybe they have like a sick deal, like a demonic deal. Oh wow, maybe yeah, in a room lit by candles with right. Uh, you know when the candle is the on the human skull and the, the candle wax is dripping over the skull? like uh, That's when you know stuff's getting dark. Yeah. It, it's a room lit by one of those skull candle yeah. things. The skull yeah. is like, it's all eye. Yeah, it's all eyes. There's, all no, eyes. Bo- there's no bottom jaw. There's nope. no jawbone. It's just the, just the eyes. top. In fact, it's just the holes of the, skull. of the eyes. So there's no, there's really no skull. It's just eyes. Yeah. It's hot. Um... You know, I don't see why Kovalchuk would go. I mean, there are other places he could go where he can be on a winning Tavares, team. But, but here's why, the thing: like, we why? don't even know. Yes, Tavares is even going to be every, there. Although you'd have every to other think... story we've read is Doug Wade is gone, and that means Tavares is going to go because he liked Doug Wade. And then we're reading stories that say no, that's not the case. Uh, Tavares even said he'll he's going to think about the Islanders no matter what happens. What a poor fool. Um, yeah, the, really, the only reason why Lamarillo matters on this podcast is he's probably going to make the Islanders better because he can't be worse than Snow. Um, and that he could theoretically take Ilya Kovalchuk away, but I just don't see it happening. Do you think we can get Garth Snow as a guest? Probably. He's not doing anything now. But he's still employed by the Islanders. How awkward is that? You're going to get your morning coffee coffee from the Keurig? Coffee? Yeah, well, I was mixing it with Keurig. You go into the Keurig and, you know, it's 8.15 in the morning. You're all bleary-eyed. You, you take two cups because the one cup burns your hand. And uh, Garth Snow is just eyeing you while he's waiting for his coffee. And you realize you took the last two cups. And you're like, ah, oh, sorry, but I need this more than you since I have an actual job to do around here. Then you put your goddamn hand in his face and walk out. So that's my... Oof, this podcast is getting off to a roaring start. <laughs> um, I was happy with the four patrons thing. That gave me some light. Yeah, but see, there you go. Put it right in. Joe, what, do you, what sort of dressing do you like on your salad? Oh, it depends on the salad. That's that's fair. Well, what's Caesar your favorite kind of salad? salad? Is my favorite salad. Well, there you go. What do you want on the Caesar? Salad? Um, well, Caesar dressing. But I'm very particular. Um, I'm particularly particular. Um, I love Part- ranch dressing. I love blue cheese dressing, and I love Caesar dressing. Uh, but cheese, it has to be it. good dressing. You know what I mean? Like, there's bad Caesar dressing out there. There's abhorrent blue cheese dressing out there. It needs to be the good stuff. 
So, yeah. There's a restaurant in New York City called Mastro's. Mastro's, you should sponsor this podcast. They make what's called the Mambo, which is a spicy Caesar salad, and it is amazing. Spicy Caesar salad. Yeah. You you wouldn't think it's good, but it's good. Um. We have a ton of questions. Should we just uh, hop into Yeah, we those? should probably talk about hockey instead yeah, of salad. But I, I had a salad tonight. and uh, What kind of salad? The, you know, it was like a... It's from a... It's a local pizza place run by a, just a, an old man who... It's a sort of pizza place where if you pay... like If you have to pay 13 bucks and you give him 20 bucks, he'll just give you a five back because he, he can't be bothered. That's uh, to, the best you, place. Yeah, those are the best places. But yeah, he, place. without ex- explanation or without asking for a thank you, he just gives you a free salad with no matter what you order. And uh, it's just like a big Italian salad with like hunks of mozzarella and tomatoes in it. And there's a vinaigrette dressing, which is not my jam. But, I mean, it's it's free. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, you can't complain. Why would you complain? Um, all right, the questions. Question Michael. number one. From the Timster 90. Timster the 90. Timster, yeah. Uh, who would you like to see the Rangers draft, and why do you think... Oh, and do you think the Rangers will trade up in the draft? I think we've covered the trade-up part, although um, it's worth noting that it seems like Detroit, right? Detroit's looking to move six, and um, there's some scuttlebutt that Montreal might move three. So scuttlebutt. Maybe. Um I'd like to see the Rangers draft. It, it, these questions are tough because it depends on what the board looks like. Um, I'll tell you this. If the Rangers pass on Hughes, Boquist, Wallstrom, um, those are really the only guys I can see falling to them, or even Bouchard, I'm going to be annoyed. That's That's my answer. So if they don't pass on any of those guys, assuming like, you know, Dolan, Svechnikov, and Zadina don't fall. I'm okay with it. Michael, your answer to that? You know what I'm going to do? Because, uh, what was it, the Timster? Tim Timster, Man? yeah. Tim Bits? Well, Tim Timmy Bits. Bits. What I'm going to say is I want the Rangers with that, the second pick they have in the first round, unless they make a trade. I want Bach. I... With, with the nine pick? No, this the second pick they have in the first oh, the round, pick. unless then, they make a trade. Should uh, I'm going to reveal something. Oh. We're in the midst of the NHL mock draft for SB Nation. Today is the 5th. This will go live on the 6th. On the 7th, Friday, you will see who we selected with our ninth overall pick. Um, but right now, they are through 22 picks. And Bach is still on the board. So he is the Rangers. He's our consensus of the website to be our pick if he's still there at 26. So that's kind of exciting. I would love, oh, man, oof, Rangers get Bach, 26. That would just be amazing. Um, Jamie Bussold. Once again, great job, guys. You're the best, Jamie. You're always you're always pumping our tires. Um what year did you start watching the Rangers, and who was your favorite player when you were young? I started in 77, and my favorite player was Esposito. All-time favorite is Leach. Uh, my all-time favorite was Richter. And, God, I probably started, like, consuming hockey and semi-understanding it in, like, 96. I was eight. Yeah, I. it's hard for me to remember. My earliest Rangers memories are I was eight years old when they won the Cup in 94. And I just kind of remember bits and pieces about that. I was a fan, you know, when I was younger. It was really a sur- uh, it was a matter of survival. If I I grew up in a house with a lot of older brothers who were Rangers fans, and if if I didn't also share that fandom, there were, there would be repercussions in the form of bruises. Uh, the evidence of would be bruises. But bruises. I I would say my I remember. This is a weird one. I remember there was this... God knows why this article was written, but I had... It was a full-page picture from, like, you know, the hockey news of Ulf Samuelson that I had on my, the wall in my room. Uh, I don't know why, but I was a big Messier fan. Uh, I loved Ulf Samuelson. I don't know why again. 
I think it's, I don't know, because I, I realized at a young age I was not going to be the Brian Leach. I was going to be the physical guy when I played hockey. And Ulf Samuelson, you know, when... <laughs> I just remember Sam and JD trying to explain that he wasn't complete, like he wasn't completely evil. He was like the devil on our side, <laughs> and I was like really charmed by that idea. I was like, yeah, he's willing to do anything, including uh, hurting people and breaking the rules. And uh, <laughs> like he would get like spearing penalties and stuff like that. I'm like, I didn't even Love know that it. was a penalty. That's it. great. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I was, my I was earliest Samuelson earliest hockey memory is going to a Ranger game with my father and my uncle. And Bobby Holik scored, and they put like a picture of him on the, the Megatron. And my father l- lamented that you shouldn't be allowed to score in the NHL if you were that ugly. That's my earliest it's hockey not memory. Nice. It's not a nice thing. To well, he say. was a devil back then, so it's okay. And maybe yeah. one of the worst signings in NHL history when he signed with the Rangers. Also, Holik has a bit of that unibrow. Oh, yeah. there's there's some there's some horrors going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not a handsome. Actually, Holik's second year with the Rangers wasn't bad. Fifty six points in eighty two games, just that nine million dollars a year was insane. Yeah, it's a little hard yeah, to justify. That's, that's all. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, next question, <laughs> Michael Silvers. Oh, this is an actual Rangers question that I wanted to get to. Um, since it's a, somebody put a poll on Twitter. Uh, is there a specific scenario where you can see Pavel Buchnevich dealt? If so, for who or what? Um, here's the thing. No one should be untouchable, ever. You know, there's maybe four untouchable players in the NHL. Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews. Uh, boy, who else could you even put in that category? Uh, boy, I don't know. Uh, so maybe two. Truly untouchable players. I hate um, him, but maybe th- Patrick Kane to Chicago is probably untouchable. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Uh, he may be unmovable because of his contract, but he's not untouchable. Hedman should probably be untouchable for Tampa. But would he be? I'm really looking at like youth and like McDavid's what twenty? Yeah, yeah. Hedman's not old. He's, no, but he's, he's not like, twenty. He's like well, no. Isn't he like twenty eight or something? No. All right, let's look right now. Victor Hedman. He's not You're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like an idiot. 27. All right. Boom. He's older than I thought, but... Shove that right down right your rules. goddamn throat. Price is right rules, and I win. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you know, Dolan will be a uh, an untouchable next year. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo but shouldn't move There's Dallin. not a ton of them. This question is posed because there's a group of people out there who um, I think love or really hate my love for Pavel Buchnevich. Um there were I heard somebody told me that there's another group out there who will remain nameless who actually is rooting against Pavel Buchnevich because of uh, us. That's that's nice. It's stupidity, isn't it? Um but Buchnevich, like yes, he's a great player. He's one of my favorites. I would be devastated if the Rangers traded him. But to insinuate that there's nothing out there that would make sense is ludicrous. It's just it won't make sense for both teams. So am I going to be upset if Buchanavich is traded? It depends on the trade. Everything depends on the trade. Um, I just don't see many. I think 90% of the trades realistically that could be offered don't go well for the Rangers. That's my thought process. He's young. The Rangers should be able to get him for a good contract because AV kind of destroyed his uh, entry-level contract years. Uh, unless he explodes onto the scene this year, which hopefully he does, even if he does, you're still going to be able to have some good team cost-controlled contract years um, and hopefully a, a shitload of offense. So, Yeah, I feel like the Booch is, is a case of He's the sort of guy you hold on too long and he never really develops and went into what you thought he was going to be. But you only do that because the potential there is so valuable that he's a guy who you, you don't want to make the mistake of trading him. It's um, Right, you'd be selling low at this point. Yeah, it's, it, it would be like a really, really, really amplified version of trading like Anthony Duclair. Where, you know, you almost immediately in Arizona... You know, it was like, oh boy, what did we give away? And then, then of course, you know, he he hit a slump and everything, and you know, he got dealt himself again. But it, it's that kind of 
the potential for something great in a guy where, where Buchnevich definitely has that, where it's, ah, I don't know, I don't... I mean, the, if the right deal comes along, anyone's tradable, as we've talked about on this podcast with Zuccarello. You know, every time the idea of trading trading him is discussed and comes up, it, you know, I just feel a little part of my heart die. But it's it's the if the right deal is there, you, you do it, especially for a yeah. guy like Zuccarello. But obviously... Booch is a younger guy, and you're trying to make a young team. He's a top six guy. Uh, there's a lot of questions in place, but I don't know. If the right offer is there, especially a, a, another young guy who maybe already has a great contract, he's locked into something like that, and it addresses a, a team need. But the thing right now, Joe, is the, the Rangers are no, have nothing but team needs because we don't know who the hell's on this team. Yeah, I agree. Um, next question. Oh, we're gonna skip over that one. That one's the big one. We'll do that one at the end. Oh, there's a big one. You're you're totally unprepared for it too. That's good. Uh, Josh Zarkin, if there is a rush to draft forwards at the top of the draft and defensemen such as Hughes and Boquist fall to the Rangers, would you expect the Rangers to draft a defenseman or trade back? Um, I think if Hughes or Boquist is available at nine, the Rangers are gonna snatch them up and. Like, Gordon is going to run to the stage Rudy style and just take out anyone in his way, specifically Hughes. Um, We were talking about this in the banter chat the other day. My heart wants Boquist because his numbers are so eerily similar to Carlson's when he was playing in the Swedish junior ranks. But Hughes is the better prospect. He has the higher ceiling. He's the safer pick. Uh, He's supposedly the faller quote-unquote. Everybody thinks him or Boquist is going to be the guy to fall. Um, I think the Rangers, if the Rangers trade back and they're on the board, it's insanity. Unless another team is making an insanity offer because they know they're there. But that offer would have to be ridiculous. Michael? Yeah, that's... Ah, boy. Uh, I co-sign on you on that. I I feel like I take your cosign. There is something to be said about how many defensive prospects they picked up at the deadline, and whether or not like there's a feeling on Gorton's behalf that he kind of addressed the need. Like, there's enough guys there where it's you know like Rikov and Lieber Hayek, and there's enough guys there where you feel like you have some impact players who are there. So maybe they don't value defensemen as much as they would have, but. I feel like this is a case where if you're in a true rebuild, which the Rangers have to be, this is a, you take the best player available because BPA. the bottom line is you you need guys at every position right now. I mean, goaltending, obviously you're not taking in the first round uh, or the second if you know what you're doing. But beyond that, like, what? oh, but we already have, uh, you know, Anderson and... And Heedle, it doesn't matter. If there's a center prospect there that you you have to take because he's the best player there, you do it. Um, and that's that's the way I feel like it should be in terms of... And like you said, it all comes down to who's on the board. You know, it's it's this thing we keep circling back to, which is we don't know what's going to happen until who's it happens. Who's on the board? But, I, I, you know, there's the good news that I, I keep reminding myself of is there's enough potential scenarios there's always a guy who falls there's always a guy who you know is still around who shouldn't be around so i'm, I'm optimistic yeah uh there's even if the the i love the that, d in this draft by the way i just should say that as like a blanket statement there's, you love the d yeah see i love the forwards i love the d fun. through like the first well, you know what though, there we're in the midst of our the rankings. Top, yeah, the top ten or twelve D in this draft are so fun in terms uh, of. I'll potential. tell you what though, I'm really into the idea of Bode Wild, Bach, um, Jake Wise, uh, Jonathan Bergren at the 26 and 28 spot. I mean, I think this is a really good draft for the Rangers to have the picks that they do, because I just I, I think. There's a lot to love about the depth of this draft, and I, I I can't imagine the Rangers aren't entertaining offers on Zuccarello, on Spooner, on Vlad um, to get more picks. I feel like this is a this is the sort of draft where you 
you can find a very special player or three really late yeah. in that first round because there's so much attention being paid to to that top eight and for good reason but we were talking about how good this draft class was like a year ago because you know the last draft class out you know outside of the the couple first big names with uh you know god damn it i cannot believe i've forgotten his name nico he sure there it is nico, um but like and nolan patrick you know it was kind of a quieter group you know and it wasn't considered as deep as the drafts as this so the fact that the rangers are so heavily invested this year in the draft is 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 not a bad thing i, I like you know you said you like the fords i also like the fords there's there's a lot of guys who are kind of like project guys but undeniably skilled guys you know like uh there's that russian kid that you love that i always forget his name um and then, of course, Merkley, and you know, there's there's a lot there in terms of oh, yeah, if, there really is. If you can work with this guy, he already has, you know, he already's he's already most of the way there. He just needs to work on this aspect of his game. Right. And some people would say, oh, that's true every draft, but I feel like this year is a little different. There's just more there. Uh, there's more quality in that first round yeah. than we've seen maybe in a couple of years. And really from, like, pick, I'm going to say 12 on, there's no consensus anywhere. Oh, yeah, that's that's the other. And that's that's what really makes it fun to me is because a lot of people have, you know, in their mocks, the first dozen guys. It's, the, it's pretty much the same names, just in different spots. And then right. all of a sudden it's, then it it's goes open crazy. season. Yeah, no one knows what the hell's going to happen, which is it's not surprising we've seen so many articles including nhl.com articles about teams who are willing to like detroit and you know all these teams that are like yeah you know the devils even i know it's like yeah we have what is it the devils have i forget like the 16 or something i don't know um and the idea is they're just like you've ruined the podcast with your lack of knowledge that wouldn't be the first time the devils Um, have 17 oh well you know i was right in the neighborhood uh price is right rules i thought bitch Oh yeah, wait, but, you were lower. You're yeah, right. But you're I'd right. still God damn. You're right. Joe, you're spay right. and neuter your pets. Price is right, Bob Barker. I th- there's and you completely threw me off too. The show is ruined. It's ruined. <laughs> the, show, the show is ruined. ruined. Um Alright, next question. The morning skate. Chances the Rangers acquire elite talent this offseason, and if they do, where would they find it? Slash how would they acquire it? Tell you one thing. Uh, they're not going to get John Carlson. No, I, well, God, I hope not. Um, yeah, the, John Carlson's going to make nine million a year. It's going to be ridiculous. Well, what because a, he's what a, playing so good, and what a time! What a time for him to have yeah. to have this type of a season. Um, you know what? I I don't know what elite talent the Rangers. I'm sure are going to kick the tires on Carlson. I'm sure they're going to do their due diligence on John Tavares. Um, I don't see a trade working and making sense. The only elite talent I think the Rangers are bringing is going to be Kovalchuk. Yeah, and we even like even what was it today? There was an article about you know how even Nash is talking about you know a contract in Boston already, and you know we already heard some rumbling rumblings about that. But like after after the Tavares and John Carlson, like. Who was there? Just in terms of who's a UFA, um, I know you were just talking trades, but in terms of UFA free agents, guys who are going to be there in terms of just strictly point production, it's Tavares, John Carlson, and then do you know who's next, Joe? Who? David Perron, uh, the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, who had 66 points in 70 games this year. Uh, and then, you know, after that, it's, believe it or not, you got to wait until Thomas Vanek. You know, there's also JVR, who's obviously going to be a, a big get. There's Paul Stasny. The Rangers don't need a center. Uh, JVR has obviously been connected to the Rangers, but calling him like an elite talent, I think, is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, he's I definitely a stretch, yeah. He's definitely a very talented guy and a top six guy, but he's not. He's not going to change this team into a playoff team. Like adding Van Riemsdyk and Kovalchuk would be really fun, uh, but it it uh, cup contender it, it will not make. You know, it's not going to make the Rangers a cup contender. Yeah, I agree. 
You want Tyler Bozak, Joe? No, thank you, sir. You want Patrick Johnny, Maroon? Johnny Lowe. Milan Lucic, 50% retained, plus the 10th overall pick for Zook and a conditional pick. Would you? Does it make sense for anyone, blah, 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 um, say it's one of the late first-round picks? Hell no. No, not say at all. Say it's a third-round pick. Hell no. I am a, a, a believer in the idea of the Rangers using their cap space to try and bring in a bad contract, but Lucic is going to be like you do that for a Molson, right? A Matt Molson who has one year left on his deal. Yeah, it, it hurts um, or, for a little while, right? Even two years left. Not on a his Lucic deal. I can even deal be where, talking to yeah. three years. I've gone so far as to say Bobby Ryan, which is four years. That's the max. Lucic is five. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking Lucic at that atrocious contract, even at fifty percent retained. It's just too much. Because at least if I'm taking on Bobby Ryan in what? my hypothetical trade, I'm getting the fourth overall pick. I don't know. That's it. I mean, fifty percent retained makes Lucic three million a year, and he's definitely worth that. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I don't consider him to be, you know, quite as much of an anchor as a lot of people do. But he, you, you have to be very honest about how Lucic is valuable to you and your team. He he can't skate. Uh, you park him in front of the net, you you skate him, and you you hope he doesn't become a liability. But he can still put up points and still produce. He's just not, he's just not a guy you want to be a guy you invest six million dollars a year for the next five or six years. In. I guess it's worth noting that Edmonton is atrocious. But you know, even so, he's. I think his underlying numbers were bad. I'd have to be. There would have to be more. I suppose if it's. Lucic for 50% retained, the 10th overall pick, and like for Zuccarello in a third round pick? Yeah, fine. Uh, I wouldn't want to give up the the late first. No, I wouldn't. That's a very tough call. Because let me ask you this question You have Lucic for 50%, right? Yeah. What if you trade him for 50% to somebody else? Now he's making 1.5 for you and that team. I don't know. Lucic at like. 34 years old at 3 million a year is not fun to think about so I don't know I'm kind of I'm talking myself out of it yeah now. Well, there you go we didn't really give an answer to that one, it, it's the term of it that's so goddamn hard well that's why I'm yeah. saying well you could buy him out I guess at that point you'd only have to eat half of the buyout ah just a pain in the ass though it is I'm not saying it isn't uh, yeah, I think I would need more. Maybe I'll take Lucic for the. He 10th. also has a no movement clause. I mean, well, why wouldn't he want to come to the Rangers? I don't know. Maybe he's full of hate. He seems maybe. like he's full of hate. He could be a very Samuelson like, uh, yeah, evil entity. Jay Mike, do you see an opportunity for the New York Rangers to use the cap space to acquire an elite forward, such as Columbus did in the Panarin Sod deal? Um. Not I the only one that makes sense is Carlson, and that doesn't make long term sense. And he's not a forward, which is a complication to say the least. Oh, you're right. Actually, I didn't. I missed. Well, you we can just say elite talent. Um, apologize to everyone. No, I'm not doing it. I apologized once on this podcast. I have a strict one apology rule. Well, that's hard to believe because you make a lot of mistakes. You know what? I didn't mean it. I take it back. Apologize. I am sorry. A better apology. I regret. I regret what I said <laughs> I, and I, how it made you feel. I state my regret. I, uh, I, I state my full regret. Yeah, I, Carlson's the only one that I could see in the because, like, who, what other elite forwards are on the market? That's a tough. Chicago question. was in. Desperate, desperate need to get rid of a contract. I mean, I guess, like, are we calling Jeff Skinner an elite contra- an elite player? I like Jeff Skinner. He's the most are, underrated goal scorer of his generation. Are, are we going after him? I mean, you know, he's, he's only 26, kid. so maybe. Can you believe that Jeff Skinner's only 26, by the way? He's been around for goddamn ever. He has. That kid's a puppy. But even so, he's a 50-point player. Yeah, but that's on Carolina. A lot of goals, yeah. And that's a lot of goals. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say Skinner is my answer to that. Skinner I'm assuming Mike would agree with me. I like Skinner. He, that former figure skater. Great story. Hmm. I like him. He Let's looks like see. he belongs in like a... 
was like a Norman Rockwell painting, you know? Here's the big question, Mike. Also from Johnny Alow. If you could live in a universe and be a character of that universe, which would it be? Example, you could be Harry Potter and say Harry Potter. I doubled down and said, can I change the outcome of that character's fate? And he said yes. So what is your answer to that question? I could be a, a character in any universe. Any universe. You could be a character in that universe and you can change their fate. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I would probably do something lame. Like, uh, ah, that's a terrible question because I wouldn't want the responsibility of saving the world as, like, Superman. I also but hate you, but Superman. You, but, but you know, all right, so you want to be Batman? No. Who doesn't want to be Batman? I don't want to be Batman. Oh he's, he, he doesn't have any time for love. You know, getting, you don't see Batman but, but you like can, you can downloading Hearths. He doesn't have the time to like play Hearthstone or or like watch a sport sporting event of any kind. He's just he's just mad and he takes out all of his anger on Alfred. It's a really unhealthy codependent relationship. But you can change that. No, you can't. That's set in stone. If you're waking up in a goddamn bat cave, you're gonna be a prick. You're gonna be a rich asshole. It's possible. Uh, yeah, if the first thing Alfred does when he walks in with wearing white gloves, holding your silver tray with food on it, is just uh, Master Wayne, Master Bruce, uh, your pudding is ready, and he's already treating you based on years of neglect and disrespect that has been <laughs> pre-established. So you're going to act like the environment that the previous Batman has already created around you. You're going to be molded by it. I, I would hope you would be better than that. You'd be a better Batman than that. I'd be a terrible Batman. First of all. I don't like the dark, and he's all about living in the dark. Second of all, I would get really impatient. I'd just be like, I know your whole rule about no killing, but honestly, if I had killed the Joker on day one, think of how many people would be alive. <laughs> uh, keep going. I'm loving every minute of this. I'm, I'm serious, though. This is serious. I agree I would, be, I would uh, completely ruin Batman's whole mystique because I'd be like, all right, fuck the Batarangs. I'm carrying around a gun. And then in this charged <laughs> political climate, that's a really awful thing to do. But if you're living in a city that's half run by, you know, crocodile men and clay monsters and all sorts of poison ivy, who's like, she's intelligent enough to be a botanist, okay? But she's she's evil. She's a pure evil scientist. And she's just capable of corrupting people. Bane, you know, full of, like, God, I'm done. I want more. I want so much more of that. Um, I can't I was, answer this question. It's too good of a question. I was going to say Wheel of Time, which nobody knows what it is. So um, there's a, a character called Rand Althor, who is the dragon reborn, the one who is uh, destined to save the world, but he's going to die doing so. He's the only man on the planet who is permitted to use magic called the source but it's tainted by poison only women are allowed to use it because their half of the source is clean but he does a lot of things that i would do differently that's that's why otherwise i guess being harry potter would be kind of cool but like i I agree with mike I, i would knowing how it ends i would just death spell everybody just instantly just Avada Kavara, every everyone that gets in my no way. No way did you say that right. I didn't. Avada Malfoy, Kavara. you're dead. You're done. Malfoy, goodbye. Oh, oh your oh. son's gonna grow up to be oh. my son's best friend? No, he's not. Oh, your dad. You have a problem. You have a problem with that, Mister Malfoy? Oh, see ya. You're gone. Dobby, start killing people, or else you and I are gonna have problems. Dobby, first of all, I'm gonna make you a small, like little tiny. That Dobby loved clothes so much. Why didn't he ever think about getting a chainmail shirt? That would have stopped that <laughs> dagger from killing him. This is basic stuff. See, but you could change the ending. I mean, Game of Thrones, though, and major spoilers. I wouldn't want to be anyone in Game of Thrones. I'd, I think I'd want to be either Ned or Rob because Ned tried to do the right thing after he realized that that Robert was beating Cersei. Um, and, like, yes, it's admirable, but her son is a monster, and he should have known that. But I think being Rob Stark would have been awesome when he's just beating the shit out of the Lannisters up and down the coast. He cap- captures Jamie. He's got Grey Wolf by his side. How awesome would that be? Or even Jon Snow. Jon Snow would be great until, like, he gets stabbed and shit, but that would, I would be, be awesome. 
I would be Marvel Universe. I would be the Hulk. Okay. No, like love interest or anything there, so that works. Yeah, I would. I would just choose. I would choose to explain to everyone. Like, listen, we all know that this, these powers, you know, I'm, I'm imperfect, but sometimes I'm the best bet you got. Everyone, just leave me alone. When you need me, I'll be the pinch hitter and I'll save the day. But for the most part, leave me alone. I'm pretty much all powerful. You, you I'm know doing who the I best want to be? I might what? want to be the guy from the old cartoon Godzilla who had the button that he could hit and just summon Godzilla. Remember that? No, not at all. The, the, the cartoon, the old cartoon. I used to watch it as a kid. Where the oh, guy, so it's not based on the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Where the guy with, had with like Hank a Azaria. button. He had like a machine and he would press the button and Godzilla would come. And he would like help them. What network was this on? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. This is riveting podcast, I know. Was this the Matthew Broderick Godzilla? No, I, I don't think so. He would hit the button, and Godzilla would come, and Godzilla would you, just... You've said the button thing three times. Yeah, I know about the button. destroy stuff. It was awesome. I want that button. So you want to be the president? Uh, well, no, he's not the president. But he, the president can press a button. Sure, the president can press a lot of things, and does often, like the tweet button. Um, Joe, this is not about politics, this podcast. The original animated series, Godzilla. No, creators, Dwayne Poole, Dick Robbins. Ted Cassidy was on it. This means nothing to me. What network was it on? What year was it released? It was on, who boy, 78 to 80. But it, it must have been on syndication because I watched it. Yeah, and they would hit the button, and Godzilla would just come. I was saying a lot about this button, but... Yeah, that's all you've said. All you've told me is that it's much too old, and there's a button involved, and they keep pressing the button. And Godzilla comes, we've established that. You you just want to be a boy with a button, and then you press the button? Well, because, like, right now, you're making fun of me. I hit the button. Godzilla comes and just destroys your house. What are you going to do? It's Godzilla. Good luck. Go fight him. He'll kill you. So you're going to be petty. Well, I, I think I would have to be, yeah. All be the people who hate me on Reddit, you guys are getting Godzilla'd. All right, that's enough threats. You'd for be in a lot podcast. of trouble when like, you run out of batteries. Well, you're, I don't you're, see... Your worst enemy would be batteries. There, I think there is an episode where he hits the button and Godzilla does not come. He like doesn't. Of course, if, you, if your show is based upon this bullshit button, which, by the way, how, how good is the signal of this wireless device? I'm assuming no. it's wireless. It's great. Here's the other thing that they don't address. Godzilla always comes out of the water, fully submerged. So does he live underwater? I mean, he's got to. Is he breathing underwater? Well, then he wouldn't even be a reptile at that point. He'd be an amphibian. Mm, amphibian. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um... No more questions. That was it for the questions? That was it for the questions. Uh, I have a question. What's your question? Do you think Vigneault is going to go to the Islanders? I kind of hope he does, because, again, it would be good news for the Rangers. Do you think have Barzil on the fourth line? Vigneault chewing his gum on the, the podium. It was the right thing to do. We needed to play Clutterbuck 400 minutes of that game. It was the right thing to do. I lost him on the bench. Yeah. You lost Barzil? You... How? How did you do that? You know, it would be good news for MSG Networks, though, because they could just say, guess what? The next season of the AV squad is still on. Is still on, is still on. Yeah. I agree. They got to run the uh, They got to run the syndication. What else are they going to do? They haven't had time to do, like, the Quinn Hour. What would that show be called? Quintessential Hockey. Ooh, that's not bad. Not but this is also a network that has the MSG Hockey Show, which is the most unoriginal name of all time. I've never watched an episode of it. Anson Carter's on it, and he's awesome. That's all I know. I like Anson Carter. He's come yeah. to Riveters games. Oh, has he? Have you yeah. met him? Nope. Well, maybe you should shake his hand and tell him you're part of Blue Show Banter and see what he says. Maybe I have social anxiety disorder, and such interactions make me uncomfortable. See, this is an opportunity for you to hit the Godzilla button. This is an opportunity for me to spit in your mouth. The, that's push it. you down hit, a flight of stairs. I'll hit the button. That's the end of it. You can push the button all you want. 
Um, boy, we've only done forty-four minutes of podcasting. <laughs> This is this, this is the is first the podcast I can do. ever I can ever remember where I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wow, we are just not filling up time because normally we're so long winded. Um, I'm having fun though. This I is, am having this fun. fun. This is almost like the Digger's Summer Survival Guide in a way, since you're talking about being Batman and, and taking out a gun. I don't know because ah, jeez, jeez. Go ahead. I want to hear your thought. Batman is just doing it wrong. Well, I agree with you on that. On that one, he should uh, he should one hundred percent be on that. Oh, you know what we can talk about? Mm. The New Jersey Devils have yep. a head coach. Do you know who that head coach is? T- tell us who the head coach is. John Hines. Yeah, John Hines was an alumni of Boston University. John Hines reached out to Boston University. For their head coaching job, reportedly. And do you know what Boston University did? What did they say, Joe? They never called back. That's not nice. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? That's kind of nutty. You have have a guy who is from you. (laughs) He's a 97 graduate at Boston University. He was a three-year letterman for the Terriers as a forward. Four straight NCAA Frozen Four tournaments. They won the national championship. And you don't even call him back. What does that tell you? Well, how do we... Where is the source from? uh, It was on Twitter. Um, Let me see. A lot of nonsense is on Twitter. No, no, no. This was real. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up. I don't know, Joe. I... This just seems like a petty thing to bring up. This <laughs> seems like have... John Hines had a bad day, and you know what? So it came from. I don't from, think he deserved a bad day. Came from day. college hockey news. Okay. And Scott McLaughlin. 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 Yes. Sorry. So yeah, he confirmed it. Interesting note about John Hines reaching out to BU. Can't imagine an NHL head coach, especially one whose job seems pretty safe, would ever leave for the NCAA. But surprised BU didn't at least talk to him. So, apparently he was a finalist before they're saying last time around, which I'm assuming is Quinn. That's, I just feel bad for John Hines now. But he's an NHL head coach. Yeah, but clearly he wants a change in his life, Joe. Well, would you want to coach the Devils? Yes. You going to Newark every day? I would want to coach the Devils. I mean, I would too, but if you were, if you were an NHL head coach, how low on the list are the Devils? Not low at all. Really? I've been around the Prudential Center and, and interacted with some of the people who work closely with the Devils and operate. It's, it's a happy little family no, that's, over there. No, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I think about. it would be a I'm, pleasant work experience, Joe. Remove, <laughs> like, you're playing in front of half-full crowds at best. You're in Jersey, really? I'm from Jersey, you son of a bitch. Well, that kind of proves my point, what do doesn't you, it? What, what the hell... Do you think you're saying to me? Right? Doesn't it kind of prove the point? I'm going to at least like go on eBay right now, and I'm going to buy <laughs> sock and boppers. I'm going to show up in your yard tomorrow, and I'm going to make I'm going to put your daughter in a high chair and make her watch as I just pummel the crap out of you. Well, that's that's when I hit the button and Godzilla comes and saves me. Uh, it's that's that's not real life, Joe. A sock and bopper coming right at your jaw is real life. Yeah, Jersey, not for me. They'd be very low on you. Sock them once and you bop them twice. Very, very low. At least it's more Florida, fun than a Florida, pillow fight. You're, you're playing in front of a half full crowd, but it's Florida. Like you can walk out and go to the beach. What am I going to go to? Like the sewage? I, I, you're just trying to provoke me because I am you, trying to you, provoke you. You, you now. don't have working? enough to fill the show. And Is it it's, working it's, that I'm provoking no. you? No, no, because I found you out. You're a bad person. Well, I think you worked a little bit because you threatened to sock and bop me. Yeah, but that's that's just fun. It's just fun. Well, for real, I think the Devils would be low on my list. Um, They'd be my top 12. Really? Who would be your bottom team? uh, Arizona. Arizona's a good choice as a bottom team. They'd be near the bottom for me as well. Because, like, I'm going to go out and melt. That's the gimmick. Arizona, Edmonton would be, because the median Edmonton is just terrible. Yeah, Winnipeg would be bad, too, just because you walk outside and you freeze. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But you know what? The it's such a great little building and great fans. Yeah, that's true. Ottawa. Montreal, did you want Toronto, to run Melnick? No, 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 no. Assuming he's not there, fine. I guess. I would like the pressure and attention. I think of New York and Toronto and Montreal. I wouldn't want to coach the Ducks because I hate every jersey they've ever had. Well, that's but you could maybe change that. Except as coach. for the old, like purple and green ones. Yeah, you bring those. You bring those back. Well, if you're a coach, you don't make those decisions. Well, you could. You win enough. You can. You just say to yourself, "What? Do, how do I make Corey Perry relevant and good still when he can't skate?" Right, and you try to stop like the mumps outbreak. Didn't it originate with Corey Perry in Anaheim? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so yeah, we agree. Devils are on the bottom of the list. Um, it's not what we agreed. What the hell are you doing? I think it is what we agreed. Pretty sure it is. You're just trying to antagonize me and make me upset. Um. Well, God, what? Any questions you have? Any questions I have? Yeah, is do you is have that any where, questions for the show? I want to remind you at the top of the show we celebrated the fact that we had four new people. Right, and now we're, we're we willing can't to even pay get money. Through, yes, for this. God damn. Well, you. this is why. This is why you give us patron money because. No, this is why no, they no, should. No, it is. You leave it to the professionals. Could you imagine what it would be like in your house if you were trying to podcast right now? If we're doing oh, this poorly, how everything about, would be on fire. How about what I texted you earlier today, which is, obviously, we expect... Well, I'll ask you this. This is how we can wrap up the show. How long do you think, realistically... Well, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. It'll be better this way. If If... If you are a little, like, leprechaun on Jeff Gordon's shoulder and you can hear everything that goes on inside of his brain, what do you think his plan is for when this team will be a legitimate cup contender again? How many years is that in the real world where there are leprechauns? I bet he thinks three. All right. That, that's exactly a, a, it's a great number to work with. So uh, three years from now, which teams in the Metropolitan Division do you think the Rangers are going to have to worry about? That's a good question. Because that makes paying like because every Rangers fan is paying more attention to the draft than they ever have. Right, and so it makes paying attention like, well, who the hell do the Flyers like? What's going to happen? I would think Columbus would be one of them. Maybe Carolina if they figure everything out. I, I think Washington is coming to the end of their run. I think the same thing for Pittsburgh. Three years from now, it's going to look a lot different than it does right now. Maybe Philadelphia. They have Philly some bad contracts. Me, yeah. Philly's gonna. Philly is like the earlier this year we were talking about, and you know, read from a, a bunch of people who know what the hell are talking about with prospects. That the Flyers have the best stable of prospects in the league. Yeah, and you look at that team. That team is maybe like a goaltender and two defensemen away from being a holy shit level team. Like they have Provorov and Ghost. I mean, yeah. good gravy. Claude Giroux bounced back like like he's made out of rubber this year. Voracek just keeps putting up points. And, I mean, some people look at his contract and they, they groan, but he just, just primary points all day long. Like, Simmons had a huge drop in his production, but he's going to be a free agent soon. Also, he was taken off the top power play unit, and that's why he wasn't putting up points. And Also, all these guys we're talking about are under 30 years old. Joe! Yeah, the Flyers scare me, Joe. They should. I mean, if the Rangers do this right, I think the Rangers could have a pretty formidable team in three years. I really do. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't know if if the Rangers try to half-ass this rebuild and say trade for Carlson or trade for or try to sign Tavares the way that the Rangers are sort of insinuating, right? James Dolan on that that private podcast we did for the patrons, patreon.com slash blueshirtbanter, um, where he kind of said that the Rangers had identified players that they thought could help them kind of jump back into the mix. That scares me a little bit. Um, I don't like that talk. I don't like it either because you're not in a position, unless Kovalchuk, listen, you want to make two-year bets by all means, but yeah, that's not, it's just... I don't think that's the way that it works. Elite talent, Tavares isn't going to sign for two years and say, well, I guess we'll see how this goes moving forward. So I just, I don't, 
I don't know what the range. I think. Oh God, this is terrible podcasting. I think the next three weeks are going to tell us a lot about the Rangers' future because depending on who they move, depending on what they do with the draft, I think you're going to get a pretty good indication of what we're looking at because I think Vlad is gone, I think Spooner's gone, and I think Zuccarello's gone. And that makes a pretty pretty big difference, no, across the board. Yeah, it's a huge change. Yeah, it's... I mean, Vlad, Spooner, and Zuccarelli, you think are all gone. I do. I, I, I don't see you're not what kind of contract you're going to give these guys. You may as well get assets for them. You may as well. Well, you're not wrong. I just uh, what are you signing Spooner to? You don't want bad Spooner, and the Rangers no, got good Spooner. Want, His value will never be Spooner. higher. Vlad is what Vlad is, unfortunately. Maybe yeah, a 25, 25 guy, but Mike told me I was stupid, and he seems to be right. But he's going to get a raise. Do you want to pay him? No, you don't want to pay you, you him. You get that Because you've got to pay Kevin Hayes, and you already have Mika. And so how much do you want to pay for your third-line center? Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about, That's Joe, the question, and I don't know what the answer is. You want babies. we got to get as many babies as we can. Well, All the babies yeah. we can. Think of the Rangers as a boat, ladies and gentlemen. How many babies can you fit in this boat? And if you're too old, you're, we're pushing you out of the boat. Well, what do babies have to do with a boat? Well, they're both, they both start with B. I guess. Like, maybe the babies, instead of babies, it's life jackets? No, I want to stick to babies and boats. Well, but life jackets belong on boats. Not always. They take up space that could otherwise be taken taken up by babies. Also, babies are naturally buoyant. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> that's this is uh we've gone to a dark area now, but that's fine. Well, think about it like this: a ba- the babies' heads are uh, uh, unnaturally large compared to to most human beings. Like your head is quite big when you're a baby. Yeah, fair. And the brain is a big part of the head and the brain is mostly water water you know with buoyancy i'm sure it works i guess uh, I- i'm pretty sure a baby would sink though what happens in a water birth well uh well it does it goes to the bottom but remember that when a baby's born it's not breathing that yeah that's a whole problem there so it can go underwater because it's not breathing then you pull it yeah. out of the water babies are born as as amphibians Kind of. Yeah. Uh, when Kaylin was born, as I was, like, running to the emergency room. She was disappointed in her father. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't think a darker thing has been said on this podcast. Well, uh, you, you keep father, calling me whale. I'm my sorry. My father said to me, watch, make sure you see when she first comes out, because the baby changes color. And when a baby's born, Michael, it's born gray. And when the baby takes their first breath, they turn pink. Like a, a burst of color. It's very cool. It's like when you get one of those like uh, cups that's like temperature activated. And like when you pour a cold liquid in it, it's it almost exactly what it's like. But this is a, a human baby. Yeah, I agree. I like it. I like that comparison. Um, Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Banter. One more of you and we enact hashtag glove challenge. I'm Anthony actually, Viola. I don't know how we're going to do. I, I'm I'm not as confident in my sewing abilities as, as I as I as you you let on. You didn't think this would actually happen. I mean, listen, well, we're going to. It's so many gloves, goddamn stitches, Joe. The gloves are not going to be good. I think no, that's clear. No, but I don't want to disappoint. I'm, my best effort's going to be comical, no matter what I do. Right. So, but like, it is I don't want to hot glue together a gu- like a, a set of gloves. But really, I need to get. You're hot not hot gluing. Anyway. You have to. You have to sew. Yeah, but that, that's so many stitches, Joe. Do you know how long that takes? Well, why are you doing that many stitches? Y- you can't. You can do like eight stitches and finish the whole thing. No, you can't. You God. What's you wrong with you? Wait, have wait you, you, have see you my ever glove. sewn anything? No, that's why this is going to be hysterical. It's, you're going to do such a bad job. How do you get the the string to not get pulled out? You got to do a it's series like a knot? of knots. Well, yes, yeah, this course. is going to. I already. This is going to be a problem. All it's already. It's not I can easy. See that. 
Well, here's if this happens, we have to establish ground rules. We might as well do that because we've we've this is the worst show we've ever done. I don't think that's true. This may be one of the best. I like your optimism. Yeah, I'm sorry about what I said about the disappointment in the father. That was dark. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I, I I've tried had a to rough couple of days. Up, tried to rile you up about yeah. Jersey. Yeah, well, you riled me up about everything. You just kept poking, and then eventually you discover that I do have a breaking point, and then I will hurt people. The breaking point is Jersey. No, it's just... I. The breaking point is I know you're trying to break me, and then I get agitated. It's not It's not trying to break you at all. I don't give a rat's fart about the state of New Jersey. But do you give a rat's fart about Batman? I do. I feel like he's overrated. Ooh, boy. But you like him more than Superman. Yeah, Superman's I, goddamn a, terrible. a woman I work with who loves Superman, and I tell her all the time that Batman can beat Superman in a fight, which is not true because Superman has superpowers and Batman, like, runs around with a belt on, but it pisses her off so... People she gets point so out, agitated. Yeah. People point out, oh, Superman has a weakness, though, Kryptonite. Batman's weakness is that his spine can be broken like any other man. But, but Kryptonite, we're assuming, if, is like... If Superman wanted to, he could break... Your spine from the other side of the planet. Uh, kryptonite's just plutonium, right? It's just radiation. Like, you die holding it, bringing it to him. Well, you certainly wouldn't feel good. Yeah, well... It would be a bad day altogether. Furthermore... So what, what are the ground Superman rules knows, that you're sending? Okay, the ground rules, I was going to say, are we allowed to look up how to do this properly? Like, do you want to go into this completely ignorant and naive of you know with with only the understanding we have now on how to how to sew fabric together to make a garment can you call gloves a garment yeah they are they're a garment of sort sorts garment like are because i'm very concerned that you seem to know nothing about this and you have like the sort of confidence that, that will make leads it amazing. only only to destruction. I would not be surprised if if your project suddenly bursts into flames. <laughs> it could. You have to sew with heat, or like you sew. You say you're sewing a glove, and instead you you sew like a like a balaclava or something. You just do something random and terrible. Go on. So should we be able to to look up something that will help us? Sure. Or no, not at all. Or no, you know what? We have to go in. We go have to blind? go in. Yeah, go in blind. That's fair. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I agree. That's the way to go. Um, let's see here. Where Anthony Viola. Oh, yeah, Anthony Viola, John J. Porter, Alex Gardner, who, by the way, told us he listens to the show at two and a half speed. Okay. So I listened to the show at two speed because that's all iTunes would let me do. It was awesome. It was interesting. I could understand us, but it was... It's just funny. To, it sounds like we're both on helium. The octaves get very high. Did you know that we're running out of helium, Joe? Are we really? Yeah, and it's because it sucks. Because apparently we needed to make computers. Oh, that's not good. Maybe that's why we're, we're running just, out of helium. And we're just goddamn giving helium away in party balloons. Yeah, party balloons. It's ridiculous. So here's my. I'm going to use our small podcasting platform. No more party balloons for children. Yeah, no more balloons. Knock it off. I mean, if someone's sick in the hospital, that's fine. But, like, kids Anything not going to remember. No child remembers their second birthday. Their nope. brain is just pudding. I'm staring at a balloon filled with helium for Kaylin's christening, so this is awkward. Um, John Reppy, Johnny Alo, Eric Cohn, Alexander Ricard, Daniel DeJean, Matt Bader, Guy from Montana, 50, Stink Fleeman, Keith Franchilo. Hope I got that right, Keith. That's a new one. That is a new one. That's one of the new ones. Mike Offit, Trevor Kepner, Gabriel Vargas. Fancy Lawrence. That's another new one. Fancy um, Lawrence. That's a great, that's an unbelievable name. That's an unbelievable name. It's not his real name. I can see his real name on the, I can see his real name on the, uh, on the Gmail, but what an, that's maybe fancy best patron easily. Fancy Lawrence is the best the way name you have ever it, had. Fancy Lawrence. Well, because I knew it was new, so I was trying to make sure that I got it correct, and then I was like, oh, you can say these two words easily. It sounds like, it sounds like um, a, a name you would give like, you know, like like in the movie Semi-Pro. And it's like everyone has a nickname in, in that league. It's just Fancy Lawrence. You know, just yes. coming off the bench. Just 
ridiculous. Well, he'd be, he's a patron, so he would be a starter. Um, Dan Carosi, David L. Singer, Andre Chicagoff, Arch Williams, Bob Kawa, Scott Potash, Chris Habibi, James Dangles, Danny Santiago, Grumpy Smokey, Igor Zatlovsky, Thomas Osa, Chris B., and Michael Silvers. You guys are the best. You guys are... One more. Hashtag glove challenge. Mike is scared you, now. He's scared. One of you might soon be wearing the worst set of gloves the, the, the worst world. well we're giving away two of them one by me and one by you so yeah together we'll, we'll make a pair it'll be awful um all right this was pretty much train wreck from the start patreon.com slash blue shirt banter hope you enjoy the new logo i think it's really cool the um, new logo is the best thing about this show boy well, that's a ringing endorsement which we'll just uh end right here i love you all good night Bye-bye.